All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 201 Jason Grego Show is off and running. How's everybody doing today? Well, thanks for tuning in to TSN 1260. My name is Jason Stradwick. I'll be the host for today. Usual uh Running mate with Greg's, but Greg's is on his uh, journey of self-discovery. Along with me for the ride is Connor, Hallie, and Connor. You know, you, you always think to you, you look up in the morning. Okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to talk about here on the show? What are going to be the stories of the day? And it's pretty rare when you get some massive, like massive bombs dropped uh, first thing in the morning, and you have all kinds of time to try to get organized and think about. Some of the stories. So, you know, whether it's the game, the NHL game last night, a pretty big deal. Uh, Manoa and what his future looks like for the Blue Jays, at least in the short term. A trade in the NHL or the bomb that dropped. And I, I, I was, I would have been less surprised if I woke up with a full head of hair than seeing that the PGA Tour emerging with Live Golf and their president, Mr. Monahan, saying the time was right. Connor, I, I, my head was rolling. My eyes are I didn't, I, I can't even speak. <laughs> this is just mind blowing that this is what's happening. Uh, Connor Halley. Yeah, Stratty, you're right. Like I was thinking about last night. Okay, what should we do on this show tomorrow? Uh, well, maybe we can talk some hockey and not a game. There, there's no game in the NBA, but maybe Manoa will be a topic. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. And then, yeah, you wake up and all of a sudden, what is going on? Something we, I don't know. Maybe some people thought this day would come just because financially it would make sense. But to see Liv and, and PGA merge and to hear kind of the outcry, the players not being told it was going to happen, it seems like it's a bit of a mess, but great content for us. And yeah, something we're going to definitely spend a little bit of time talking about today, Struddy. And then a trade in the NHL. Like a tra- on an off day, the Stanley Cup final? What? 
Yeah, it's unbelievable. This we might have to do five hours today. We are going to talk about this today, the PGA Tour and Live merging. I, I when it came down, when it when when Live came out, I said that they'd have an impact on golf. I, 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 I didn't think that they would merge. I didn't see that one coming down the pipe, but I thought that they would they would have some kind of a, uh, some kind of a, impact on the game. But it is huge, and we're going to talk a lot about this tonight or today as we go through the show. But I think this this tweet sums it up for me. Mackenzie Hughes, and you may have seen it, came out like first thing this morning. Nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that we said we'd never do that with. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is un, unreal. And there are so many people uh, you know, quite frankly – all over golf and and fans of it are going to have to be backpedaling and sidestepping, figuring out how they're going to make this work. Can they? Are they okay with this? Are they not okay with this? Like, it is absolutely unbelievable, unbelievable. I just, oh man, I, I just I'm blown away, and I can't wait to to, to to get into this. And we'd love to hear your text, obviously in the Jiffy Lou inbox. Send me a text at ten. 1260 um but we're gonna we're gonna break this down today as, as well as we could because it's it is just very complex um and a lot of stuff to get to so let's line up the lineup for right now and we'll we'll go from there so coming up in 20 minutes time tom guzzola joined us uh for the chronicles break down kind of what's going on in the world of sports paul sir get us set up for uh game three of the nba finals heat and uh Obviously, Denver, they're at it, and uh, Miami had a great game, too. Uh, so here we are, tied. That series tied 1-1. Uh, we'll have some Papa John's uh, pizza giveaway again around 3 o'clock. Dave McCarthy will join us, uh, Series XM NHL host, talk about uh, game two that was in the NHL. Strud's on just after that, 3.40. Then we'll get Patrick McDonald from CBS Sports talk about uh, his perspective on and his thoughts on this mind-blowing, sport-changing, altering merge between three groups, including PGA and Liv. Uh, So we'll talk about that at four, so you do not want to miss that. Eric Stevens uh, from the Athletic down there covering the Ducks and Kings. Great. we got a double dip. We can talk about the new coach for the Ducks. Then we can talk about this trade for uh, the Kings, which saw them ship out Cal Peterson, um, the goaltender that was basically a money dump. And we'll uh, talk with him about, for both organizations. Five questions, 440. Then Ryan Rashog will bring us in uh, at 5 o'clock. So this is a fun one. They're all fun, but today is absolutely uh, unbelievable. Hey, Strutty, just so you know, Mackenzie Hughes from Dundas, Ontario, my hometown, from the Sailor. That's good to know. I didn't know that. I think it's absolutely, absolutely uh, fantastic that you uh, brought that in. Uh, title sponsor. Great to have uh, PlayAlberta.ca along with us. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what their action is now on some of these tournaments and what the format's going to look like. Or is Liv only going to run the tournaments for the team? Or are they going to be different? You know, all these things are going to be figured out and, and hashed out as we go through it. But PlayAlberta is our, our partner. Uh, experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up today as a new player and receive a $50 welcome bonus using promo code CASINO50. Woo! Fired up. Absolutely fired up today, uh, Connor. Let's try to work our way through a little bit of this here. Uh, kind of touched off the top here. Big, big trade in the NHL. Significant uh, trade. Uh, it's three-team trade. 
and Columbus is involved, Philadelphia and LA. Columbus, I think, is a team that is trying to trying to get better. You know, I think that they they've you know they 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 bottomed out last year uh, for various reasons, but they they have a new coach now in Babcock, and they needed a defenseman, so they're adding defensemen. Philadelphia is a team that is just going to take this thing right down the studs. And then the Los Angeles Kings are obviously a very good team who are only going to get better, I believe, in the short term. So this is the details to hear of it. Philadelphia trades Ivan Provorov and Hayden Hudson to Los Angeles. In exchange, they get back Cal Peterson, the, the, the goalie. Sean Walker, pretty good little demon. Helge Grands and the Kings' second-round pick in 2024. Columbus then, they take Kevin Connaughton from Philadelphia in exchange for a 2023 First round pick, uh, it'll be 22nd overall, and a conditional second round pick either in the next two years. Then Columbus gets Provorov for um, Connaughton from LA. So the kind of those are the three moving parts. So at the end of the day, Columbus gets a a, a D-man that uh, you know he's a pretty good defender, pretty decent puck mover. Um, you know, probably in a perfect world, he's like your second second pair defenseman. I say probably somewhere in there. And then up, then uh, LA gets some cap space, right? That's what they were looking for—is a little bit of cap space. And then uh, Philadelphia gets the some some picks and such to try to start this rebuild, which is probably been overdue. And you're looking at their roster; they're probably not done there. I'm guessing the Flyers are going to try to. I don't know that there's many players on that roster they wouldn't trade right now. You know, just just to kind of get back at you know start rebuilding. Right, you know, Kevin Hayes was a guy rumored last year uh, to be to be on the move. Um, you know, after that, I don't know that Joel Faraby is pretty young player. You know, Scott Lawton, maybe I don't know, he's a pretty you know, in, rather an expensive player. But you know, Sanheim just signed that extension. Rasmus Ritzelainen, I don't know there'd be a taker for five sheets for that guy. Maybe you know, Anthony D'Angelo. So we'll see what happens um, there. But now you've got. Cal Peterson, Carter Hart, Felix Sandstrom, all there. Is Carter Hart a guy they look at moving? I, I don't know. And I don't want to get – I know a lot of older fans are probably saying, this is the guy. Well, yeah, maybe he is the guy or not. But, um, yeah, just huge. And then also have, you know, Ryan Ellison, long-term injury reserve. Obviously, Sean Couturier has been hurt quite a bit uh, last year. Cam Atkinson. So, yeah, this is – I feel like this is the start. Danny Briere, none of these guys are his. They're going to start rolling these out. And John Tortorella might be looking after a team that is – it is pretty different, quite a bit, quite a bit different. Um, tons of text coming here at 10, 12, 16 to the uh, Jiffy Lube inbox. Stop in for a full Pennzoil synthetic oil change today at Jiffy Lube and receive $20 gift card for a local business. Support local, buy online at JiffyLube.ca. Tons of text coming in here. Hey, guys. How about those boys that, uh, how about some of those poor schmucks that turned down millions from Lyft? Tough day from the funk. I agree. Like, you know, they're, they're, they're agents or, the, the, you know, Monaghan himself, the leader of the PGA or whomever was saying, don't go, don't go, you can't, you, this is awful. And then they lost, you know, quite a bit of cash. Now, if, if money's not your number one thing, okay, I get it. But if you're into it, um, there's a lot of money being left out there by those guys who didn't go and it was only one year. And you take a little bit of bashing on social media for, you know, how many millions. I guess it depends who you were or who you are. Strutty, the thing I can't get over is how Jay Monahan didn't consult with any players. That's the most wild thing of it all. Guy's back to PGA for the last year, and then he does that from Crazy Hersey. I agree, man. It 
It is, you know, and how many times did we see Jay Monahan trot out there and talk about, you know, the not wanting to get involved with the Saudis and, um, you know, everyone's got their own opinion. I, I get it. Everyone has their own opinion on 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 whether or not the Saudis should be involved in these types of types of sports and what I call sport watching and all that stuff. But he was very adamant, very adamant that this was not for them. This they want any part of it. And then they uh, <laughs> wake up one morning. They've partnered with this group. It is unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, I, I just can't, Connor, I, I, I've been reading about it. I was listening to some guys talk about it, had some group texts, and although my friends aren't super smart, so I, I won't, you know, wish you guys with that, but it really blows me away, Connor, that this is, this is where we're at. That just, this is what's happening in the world of golf. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know, Strutty. I mean, I, I think, you know, all they went through and I guess the players on the PGA tour are not being informed about it that's obviously going to ruffle some feathers and we've already seen players come out and, and say that it, it is disappointing to, to find out on social media when you were loyal to the group right you stuck around you turned down a lot more money less golf less commitments to stick around there and you're not even consulted about it I, I get that frustration but if you're a golf fan and you just want to see the best against the best I suppose this would be the best way for it. And I mean there there's it's a very complex issue, right? Because we talked about Saudi Arabia and the you know, the the money, the funding behind it and what it's been able to do and where it comes from and uh, I think that weighed on a lot of players' consciences and didn't maybe necessarily want to get involved with that one. But I guess at the end of the day, if you want the best pure golf tour, you're now going to get it once again. And, you know, maybe the guys who did stay, I know there was some changes when it came to compensation. Maybe it's going to benefit them even more but just kind of weird how it all fell out and happened seemingly so quickly like i i don't know about you i didn't hear any rumblings about this happening and just for it to happen so quickly it just seems a little off well i don't want to brag but i'm actually a golf insider you know i'm pretty tied into everything and uh yeah it's just the news you were talking about yesterday but wouldn't tell us right yeah yeah I have something to tell you guys. It's exactly 2.10 tomorrow. Yeah, it's just <laughs> mind-blowing. Um, you know, and, and here, there's a couple of quotes here I want to get to. This is from Keith Pelley, the CEO of the European Tour. The divisiveness is now over, and two years of disruption and distraction is over, and now we can concentrate on building our respective tours. And we're building it with PIF, who are clearly committed to the game. So that's the, you know, that's, that's the group that runs the European Tour, uh, or the, sorry, the CEO of that group. Monahan goes on and says, in the short term, I expect a lot of questions and criticism. In the long run, players who stayed at the PGA Tour see they benefited in many ways. That's a hard one to, I mean, I, I think I'd rather benefit by getting $10 million for whatever, or how much money those guys will get or got in that one year. And then you can show me how I benefited. Maybe nicer, nicer meals at the, at the tournaments, you know, maybe something like that. And I, and I wonder if, if the, if any, the impact it had uh, wasn't it the Masters, where two of the top three players were live golfers. Like, how much, did did that impact this at all? Because you just said it. You know, you need to have you you, you want to have uh, you want to have the best players all together on the same courses. And when two of the top three are not from the PGA, does that impact the brand of the PGA? Did you watch live? 
I did, the very first one I did. I washed it. Yep, I did. And then after that, I was like, no, this isn't really for me. I, but honestly, at the best of times, at the best of times, I hardly watch any golf. Like, I'm a Masters, maybe a little bit of U.S. Open and the British Open. That's about it. Like, to, 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 to tune into an afternoon or, like, on a Sunday to watch whatever, it's, it is highly, highly unlikely, unless I'm really looking for a nap and there's nothing else on. <laughs> I, Do you I, watch yeah. Well, no. So, like, I after that full swing show on Netflix, Freddy, I would try to watch okay. a little bit more golf. Just, yeah. I, I really like that show, and I, you know, you get a little more familiar with these guys off the course. And, but I only watched maybe one day of live, and I was just kind of looking into it. And uh, six events, three months into their sophomore season, live quietly stopped publicly reporting their TV ratings. So I, I wonder. Then this, this is a, from an article I'm reading from about a month ago, just yeah. under a month ago. So I'm wondering, like. Did Liv see something too? Like, okay, you know, we had a, a big boom at, at the beginning, but the ratings are dropping. What what can we do? And maybe there was a, a little give and take on both sides. Because, yeah, I don't know too many people that were watching it, you know, religiously or anything like that. Well, someone had a great a great tweet there, and they were talking a little bit about the whole idea of uh, Michael Scott Paper Company. If you didn't watch The Office, <laughs> how he left and he started Paper Company, but they were like hours away from being bankrupt, and then they get you know, then, then they're brought back into the fold and offered. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like I just, this is going to take time to unravel, right. And figure out how it all came together and that nobody knew, you know, it's just so, so few people knew what was going on. Um, just unbelievable, unbelievable that no one knew. And I, you know, some of these people that are impactful, big time players, had no idea that this was going to happen. Like, I just try to think, compared to NHL, let's say all of a sudden, Marty Walsh and uh, Gary Batman just unilaterally got together and just made up, whatever, made up a new idea and, and not even consulted the players. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. The really interesting part, too, is about Greg Norman. And I guess during the press conference, they talked about what, if any, his role would be. But it said that he is the commissioner. Greg Norman is the commissioner of Liv, and his future will be kind of sorted out in the coming time. But uh, what do we call man. this new tour, Strutty? I don't know, <laughs> Gong Show. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, it came together in like the last seven, eight, two weeks, right? Or, yeah. Sorry, two months, something like that. Um, it's just incredible. It is just absolutely incredible. This has happened. So. Anyways, uh, we'll get into more of it with Tommy and obviously uh, Patty McDonald at uh, 4 o'clock. Uh, there was a hockey game last night, and when when you look at this whole situation, um, boy, did Vegas put on a clinic. They put on an absolute clinic. And I guess, Connor, I'll ask you, and we'll get into this more detail in a little bit. As a, if you were a classic Oiter fan, are you happy that it's going to be two years in a row you lost this down to cup finals? Winner, winner, winner. Um, I'm a classic Oilers fan. I don't know. I, I guess, it, you know, shout out to our guy, Lotai, very always optimistic. I think you could take a look at it and say, you know, hey, like, if you're going to lose, you lose the best. It's a good measuring stick on where you are. Obviously, the Colorado series wasn't that close. The Colorado Avalanche uh, handled the Oilers with, with a lot of ease. I think this year, you might look at it and say, you know, we were closer with Vegas. A couple of things go, you know, a different direction. Maybe a little bit better goaltending. The Oilers could have won that series. 
Yeah, then you still have to get past Dallas, right? And and who knows what happens there. I don't know. I, I think it might just be more frustrating than anything. What do you think? I think if you're going to lose, you want to lose to the guy who wins, right? Because mm-hmm. then it says that you're you're good. So, but I do think it is frustrating because you are, you know, if you get by them, there could be you know a good good opportunity to think you could have won, right? Yeah. Um, well, if, well, you you're a former player. Do you think you'd have that thought? Like, man, we're close. Just got to win a couple more games, and yeah, yeah. I think I think. And how do you how do you get there, right? How do you how do you how do you get to that level, right? Because you're not quite there. They're not quite there. Um, because what, like Vegas, uh, for sure last night, have just had their way with Florida. Like, no, there's no doubt about it. But just doing what they want with those guys, and that's that's a hard one because they, Florida looks very. It looks like they've just been uh, neutered, right? Like they're the undisciplined play. Uh, by Kachuk, you know, and I get it. He, that's part of his job, but he's way over the line right now, and he's just it's just distraction. He's a complete distraction for his team. Um, you know, Sam Bennett's trying to get in there, but they're they're just it's a complete it's just a mess. Their team is a mess. I I think the best thing that could happen is that there's two days between these games. Try to break that momentum. Try to break that rhythm, and for you to find your game, um, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable how crazy that is. All right, we've got a fun show. We want you along for the ride the whole time. So Texas at 10, 12, 6 would be fun. We'll, I'll get to more of these texts as we get get through the show. But let's take a break. When we come back, Tiny Tom Gozola will try to uh, make sense of this busy day in sports. An Empton Sports Leader, TSN 1260. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jason Greg Show, hosted by Jason Strudwick today. Connor Halley with me as well. Hope you have yourself a great day. Uh, big news of the day, big trade in the NHL. Proveroff is now a member of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Kings got some uh, cap relief, and Philadelphia is going to probably start stripping that thing down, right down to nothing, and build it back up again in the image of Danny Briere and John Tortorella. I'm sure he's a happy guy today, John Tortorella. Uh, let's bring in our first guest of the day. It is the Gazola Chronicles, brought to you by Action Electrical, a family-run business for 50 years. They have a new solar division. If you want to save money at home or your, for your business, go to actionelectrical.net and start saving today. Tom Gazola, what was your initial reaction when you heard that uh, the whole golf world is kissing and making up? We're all okay. It's fine. Uh, and PJ Tour is now in bed with the Live Tour. Hi, Strutty. Uh, yes, uh, speaking of which, I'm on the golf course right now. Uh, Weiss Johnson tournament at the ranch. Great day, by the way. Perfect. Great conditions. Course is in great shape. Um, very surprising that Liv and PGA would uh, merge this quickly. Like, I thought this was going to be an ongoing battle between these two entities. And, uh, I mean, we, we saw the ABA and the NBA and the WHA and the NHL uh, merge and and kiss and make up and to see this come to a conclusion the way it has a bit surprising so uh the guys that made big bucks on the uh live for you know a year and a bit good on them and we'll see how they sort out those contracts and uh what this is going to eventually do is just make it big money for everybody on i'm assuming just the pga tour so very surprising stuff and uh we'll see how they uh, hash everything out, but I did not expect this to happen, and it didn't even seem like there were indicators that it was going to happen. So 
uh, incredible. But uh, I kind of didn't mind the drama between the live and the PGA, to be honest with you. And easy to hate on the live guys and root for the PGA guys. But here we are where it comes to the head. And uh, honestly, Struddy, like ultimately you figured that uh, these two entities would figure something out. But I didn't think it would be this soon. So what a surprise today. Absolutely crazy. Uh, and as I mentioned for our listeners at 4 o'clock, we'll have a guest on to talk about and get kind of a full understanding of what the hell happened because it is a 180-degree turn. Yeah. What a change for Jay Monahan, the uh, leader of PJ Tour. And now here we are. They're all partners in bed together. What a change. <laughs> what a change. Um, let's take a look at the uh, NHL last night. You know, your thoughts on a game that at the end was very, very one-sided in favor of Vegas. Okay. Uh, I told you so. I'll just start with that. I told you guys I'm going against the Grand. I'm going with the Golden Knights. I'm kidding. I'm being facetious when I said that. I didn't think that, <laughs> I didn't think that they would crush uh, the Panthers the way they did last night. But it does indicate to us that this Golden Knights team, they truly are uh, someone to be reckoned with. And uh, the depth that they possess, the ability that they can play at when they execute, there are very few teams that are better than them. And I'm not taking anything away from what the Florida Panthers have done this year, and especially in this playoff struts, but you are going up against, from a Florida Panthers point of view, you're going up against a well-oiled machine that is in a groove, and they got hit hard last night. And I I know that they're going to go back to Florida, they're going to go to uh, Sunrise, and they're going to give it all that they can in that game three, and they're going to be great. They're gonna they're gonna have a puncher's chance, but I think the Golden Knights are, are gonna cruise to this Stanley Cup final uh, victory, and I think it's gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna stick by my five game uh, prediction, and and so when I flipped on the TV and I saw that it was you know six nothing at that point, I'm like, yeah, uh, this is a good Golden Knights team that's clicking on all cylinders. Doesn't matter who the goalie is, you don't need a superstar, and they're making it work. So Struddy like told you so <laughs> yeah it's pretty crazy it's been you know they, they've just looked so good and and vegas looks so big and they're and they're you know there's a couple guys on florida trying to be physical but it just is it, it's just a a rough a rough go for them uh yeah. your thoughts on the goaltender play both for florida and vegas aiden hill and Sergey well, Bobrovsky. yeah and and strutty like i mean like, you go up against a team that's feeling it like the Golden Knights are, and they have an answer to everything. They really do. That's how they're built. Um, so when you go back and you look at the goaltenders, listen, Sergei Bobrovsky is a better goaltender than Aiden Hill. And I'm not trying to take anything away from Aiden Hill. Uh, I really like him. He's a good guy. He's a friend. I respect him. But he's in a system that gives him an opportunity to just play comfortably. And guess what? When you're allowed to just go in there and, and feel like everything's taken care of in front of you, you're going to be just fine. And that's exactly what's happening. That's what's happened throughout the playoffs. Um, they've settled in around Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill's been able to read off of his teammates, and he's been just fine. And then Bobrovsky, uh, it, you know, I'm not saying he's Dominic Hasek, but, like, there were days when Dominic Hasek had to do everything for the Buffalo Sabres. And it, it has felt at times in wins for 
the Florida Panthers where Bobrovsky has had to be absolutely brilliant. Well, guess what? Like, sometimes that comes to a head. Sometimes you can't do everything. Uh, and, and I think maybe this is a situation where Bobrovsky is going to do everything in his power to stop pucks, but uh, there's there's too much coming at him to the point where, you know, you bend and, and you bend and you bend, and then eventually you break, and, and Bobrovsky can only do so much. You need some support in front of you, and he's not getting it through two games. No, that's for sure. Joined by Tom Guzzola for the Guzzola Chronicles here on the Jason Grego Show, hosted by Jason Strudwick. Uh, today, Grego will be back uh, tomorrow. Uh, the thoughts of the... Uh, you know, if you're if you're Florida, you have two days now to, you know, unwind this mess. But I feel that Florida, you know, specifically their leader Kachuk, and and to a, a little bit lesser degree, Bennett is just trying to run around and trying to just create a bunch of stuff that that just isn't there. And, and you know, you take three ten minute misconducts in two yeah. games. I mean, that's I'm guessing that's a Stanley Cup record, and probably not one you want to have your name beside. No. A <laughs> good point, Shreddy. But like, if if you're Paul Maurice, like, what are you doing? Because I th- I think you're going into scramble mode right now. Like, you're going into desperation, balls to the wall. Everybody has to dig in, and and you need those guys engaged. And, and listen, Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk have been incredibly effective physically and on the score sheet throughout this postseason. But the stupid stuff needs to stop. Like, you need to actually get them to engage. And, and use their skill because that's where this team, if it's going to have a hope in hell of coming back into this series, uh, has to turn the tide. It's not the, the chintzy getting that guy to take a stupid penalty from the Golden Knights or punching a guy in the face hoping you don't get caught and the other guy retaliates or a bad stick here or, or this or that. But the chintzy stuff, this is the Stanley Cup final, it ain't working. So just don't even bother. Like, it's desperation mode. Everybody plays their best. Everybody empties the tank, and that includes Bennett. That includes Kachuk. And and I would tell those guys, if I was in Paul Maurice's shoes, let's go. Like, you have to play. Forget the stupid stuff. Let's go because you're down to the wire. This is the series on the line in Game 3, honestly. Your thoughts on the hit Kachuk put on Jack Eichel? Uh, vicious, <laughs> vicious struts and, uh, player safety and the NHL. I don't know what to even expect from them anymore, to be honest with you. Like we went through it so many times in the past couple of years, trying to figure out what Peros and, and those guys try to do. Uh, I can't even figure it out. So yeah, uh, Matthew Kachuk's going to Matthew Kachuk and then, uh, I'll leave everything up to everyone else to decipher because I can't anymore. But you, that wasn't a dirty hit, though. Let's be honest. Like, it was a hard hit. I mean, I, I agree it's yeah. vicious, but I, I don't think that's even one you can, if you're a coach, like, hey, we're going to call the player safety and see if that, like, there's no way. That wasn't even close to dirty. Well, you know what? I don't even know. I, I, Strud, seriously, I have no clue anymore. Like, I, I can't, I can't read DPS. Like, we tried. We tried to figure it out with Petrangelo, and we tried to figure it out with Nurse, and – it's just it's a hopeless game because we're always wrong right like you think one thing you try to use logic and common sense don't even bother because it it doesn't even factor in anymore (laughs) no it's true it's just absolutely crazy uh one last one here for tom guzola is he's uh on the golf course swinging around swinging the wrenches a bit uh alex manoa 
has had his a uh, tough go and last night it was a really tough go. I believe uh, he gave up seven uh, runs in uh, and got one out uh, before he was pulled out of the uh, pulled out of the game. And he has really this is not the guy that we've seen. So the big right-hander is going down to the Florida Complex League announce with, as I understand it, not a real timetable for his return. So what are your thoughts on the big man uh, who was came within an eyelash of winning a Cy Young award? Uh, now being you know, seemingly unable to pitch in the majors. Yeah, and Struddy, it started from day one. Like opening night, he didn't even look right. And uh, you could tell he was off. Um, listen, big expectations, and, and that gets into a guy's mind, obviously. Uh, had the good fortune of being up with a former uh, professional uh, pitcher last night. And that question came up. And you know what he said? He said, send him down, give him 10 days, and create a shock to the system. Let him reset. Let him uh, decompress a little bit and and figure things out and not worry about the day-to-day grind of the MLB and then let him get back to just doing what he does naturally and that's being a good hurler. And, uh, And I was like, really? So shock to the system, let him go down. And he goes, yeah, that's all he needs. He just needs to reset. So this might be a good thing. And, and listen, like pitching is, uh, it's almost like goaltending. Like we talk about it being voodoo and, and pitching the same way. And uh, Ricky Romero came up last night in this conversation. Remember him, how good he was with the Blue Jays and then how his career absolutely cratered after that. Well, you don't want to see the same thing with Alec Manoa. And so he's, the suggestion was from this former pitcher is just send him down, let him decompress, call it a shock to the system, if you will. And then when he's ready and he's in a good place mentally, bring him back up and then let him uh, throw the ball and do what he did the last couple of years because he's capable. It's just a matter of getting into the right mindset. So that's a tough one, Struddy. And, and you know pitching is it's a fickle business, man. But when you're dialed in, look out. And then when you're not dialed in, that's trouble, Bubbles. That's a rough one. All right, buddy. Well, hit him long and straight out there, buddy. Good luck. Hey. Struddy, how about how about Rashog taking my tea time today? What? He took your tea time? Yeah, how about him taking my tea time at this tournament? How is that even possible? I don't know. You have to ask oh, him. Jeez, what a bully, eh? Yeah, he is. he is. That's outrageous. I'm sorry I'm sorry you had to go through that. I will be discussing with him right after this show. Thank you. Ask him <laughs> on the show. Ask him I will. on That's the show. Point. Make him answer. That's better. Yeah. Even better. In front of everyone. Yeah. All right, bud. Well, good luck. Have a good time. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Shreddy. Tommy Gazzola. The Gazzola Chronicles brought to you by Action Electrical. And, you know, I want to get a little bit more into the uh, this Vegas. But that hit that Kachuk put down on on uh, Jack Eichel, that, that was – that reminded me of Scott Stevens. Like, just stop a guy in his tracks and he goes the other way. Absolute bomb. Absolute bomb bomb so yeah just crazy absolutely incredible let's take a break here when we come back we're talking basketball big games uh, coming up here heat and denver find themselves tied at one and uh game three goes tomorrow and i want to get into that with our good friend paul sir next here on the Gregor Show on the Sports Leader, TSN 1260. 246 here in the capital city. Hope you're having a nice day. Jason Gregor Show is rolling. My name is Jason Stradwick. I'm your host. 
For today, Greg will be back uh, tomorrow as he returns from his journey of self-discovery, a four-day cruise trying to figure out what it's all about. It's a tough thing to do. Uh, let's get now to the NBA report brought to you by Tanacor. Do you have an upcoming plant shutdown or worried about getting a replacement part, a new piece of equipment? Call the team at Tanacor to source and supply with what you need, when you need it, tanacor.com with two ends. Now welcome in uh, former basketball player and winner of many dunk contests, Mr. Paul, sir. Paul, how are you doing tonight, sir? Boy, you, you're really slinging it today, Jason. Uh, <laughs> journey of self-discovery and winner of dunk competitions, I'll tell you. That uh, you must be selling Florida properties at uh, at will right now. So yeah, building up, building up yeah. my uh, coworkers here, buddy. That's what I do. Um, That's what you do. Yeah. Well, this this NBA Finals has been interesting. You know, Game One, you are like, oh man, maybe he can't get back in this, and then they find a way. You know, it wasn't necessarily their their stars that got it done in Game Two. Uh, what what did you like about the Heat in Game Two? Well, I think you have to like everything about the Heat. In game two, Jason, they defended differently. Uh, I think it was a real testament to Eric Spolstra's experience and willingness to make adaptations and significant adjustments by the way they defended number one, Jamal Murray, in uh, putting Jimmy Butler on him. And Butler, it, it wasn't that Murray, when he shot, didn't score efficiently. He just didn't shoot nearly as much, mostly because of uh, Jimmy Butler's defense. He's, he's bigger, he's longer uh, than Murray is, but he's also very athletic. And the Nuggets didn't do much to uh, run uh, Jamal Murray off screen and rolls to force Butler to switch. So that was a very successful part of their strategy. The second part of their strategy was starting Kevin Love and putting him on Aaron Gordon, uh, a bigger, stronger body on Gordon who had a real nice game one but wasn't nearly as effective in game two. So two great defensive adjustments, forcing Jokic as he does, instead of scoring, a, you know, having a triple-double scoring 20, he has a triple-double scoring 40. And the, and the Heat beat them by three in Denver. That's significant, too. Nobody has beaten Denver in Denver this year in, in the Mile High City. So I, I, I liked everything that uh, Denver did. Uh, or no, I, I like everything that Miami did to Denver. I'll take that back. And uh, the Heat shot the ball much better, too. Uh, they got a lot of open looks. So the question in game number three is, can the Nuggets make adjustments, not just on offense, but on defense, because the Heat are getting way too many wide-open looks from three. So, Paul, I'm going to put you as the head coach of Denver right now. How do you get Jamal Murray open and away from Jimmy Buckets? Well, one of the, the, the most common way, uh, Jason, is run him off screen and rolls uh, because most of the time defensive teams will switch. So if they get the ball, but, but Murray doesn't run a lot of screen and rolls, and that's one thing they need to do tonight. And not just with Jokic setting the screen, but having other members of the, the Nugget team setting screens to try to force Jimmy Butler to switch. That's the key, is get a switch, because against, I think, any of the other defenders, and it's not like Miami doesn't have other good defenders, they just don't have other elite defenders like Jimmy Butler. So if they can get Murray one-on-one with another player not named Jimmy Butler, the odds are in 
in uh, Jamal's favor that he's going to have a much better game offensively. And the statistics are when uh, both Jokic and Murray score over 20, their record is fantastic. When they both score over 25, I think they only had two losses in the last year. So the key is you've got to get Jamal scoring again. Now, there was some discussion in the previous round that, that you know Jimmy was playing too hard, too much on defense, right, playing both ways. Um, is there any thought that you know you, you kind of just let him keep playing this way and eventually he's going to tire out at both ends of the, of, of, of the uh, court? I don't think you do anything different. I think you let Jimmy Butler do what Jimmy Butler wants to do because mm-hmm. he, he's, the, he's a guy who has, I think, just in Bodied what it means to take your game to another level when the playoffs come. I mean, the way he is playing in the playoffs compared to how he played in the regular season, there's no comparison. And I don't think anybody would argue the fact that without Jimmy Butler literally putting his team on his back as an eighth seed who had to play in a qualifying play-in game, even to get in the playoffs, to be now one in one in the first upset of Denver in Denver, you just let Jimmy Butler do whatever he wants to do. And I think that's how Spolstra runs his team. He knows who the alpha male is. It's Butler. <laughs> and then he tries to get everybody else to play their role around him. Yeah, it's just amazing. He's so much fun to watch as we're joined by uh, Paul Sir, former basketball player and coach, uh, here on the Jason Gregg Show, hosted by Jason Strudwick today. You know, looking around the NBA, what, what kind of effect, or uh, short-term and long-term, will it have for Golden State with Bob Myers now out? Uh, I believe he won executive year twice, uh, four championships. You know, where, where does this team go from here in short and long-term? Boy, I think that's a great question because – Number one, of course, I don't know. But number two, the genius of of his acquisitions as the GM and then getting Steve Kerr in as the coach and creating this real interesting borderline dynasty with around guys like Draymond Green, a second-round draft pick. Both Clay Thompson and Steph Curry were not high draft picks. They weren't lottery draft picks. To build the kind of team he did, by taking players with that kind of talent and those kind of skill sets, getting a coach like Kerr in that unleashed them and they end up winning four championships is really something special. And I don't know you can bottle that. I think if you could, Messiah Jury would buy a caseload right now. But I think with you've got you've you, you know, you've got a new era coming into Golden State, not just with in the general manager's position, but at the playing level. I mean Thompson labored this last year and he's getting into his mid-30s as is Steph Curry who still had a great year but he's aging he's in his mid-30s as well and having more and more injury issues and then Draymond Green uh, also a, a, a positive and a negative for any team but him getting into his 30s plus being as disruptive as he was this last year you can imagine Golden State's going to be making some some significant changes whether they're going to be able to duplicate what they just accomplished Hard to say, but boy, that I would say also that's going to be very hard to duplicate that formula because the way it came together was something really special. And anybody who's a basketball fan has had a lot of enjoyment watching that combination, particularly of uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. What do the 76ers believe Nick Nurse can unlock with their group? I have no idea. <laughs> something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Something that's going to finally work. I mean, the process 
you know, has, you know, resulted in an MVP for Joe, for Joel Embiid, but you've got James Harden, who may not even be with the 76ers this coming year, uh, being as unreliable and consistently unreliable as he's been, Jason, in the playoffs. I really don't know. I guess what they're hoping is that Nick Nurse, who seems to be a player's coach, although some might argue in the last year he lost the locker room with the Raptors, mm-hmm. uh, they, they must feel that Nick Nurse is going to be able to come in, relate really well to the players, create harmony in the locker room that Doc Rivers apparently just wasn't able to. And if he is able to do that, and he is, and I'll use the term unleash again, if somehow he is unable to unleash the potential of the 76ers, they're a legitimate NBA championship contender. However, nothing's been proven yet. And as we saw in the in their in their playoff failure this year, there's still a long way to go and a lot of question marks regarding both Joel Embiid and James Harden and their ability to lead a team to a championship. Yeah, you gotta figure out if Harden wants to be there or Houston or where he wants to be, right? That's or hopefully working out. I think he could work spend a little <laughs> yeah. more time in yeah, the gym. Hit the weight room. Yeah, I don't think that would. Yeah, I don't think that would kill him. Um, Same question about. Well, I guess similar idea with with the Toronto Raptors still in search of their of their new coach. There's a lot of names out there, including some of their former assistant coaches. Where do you think this settles, and why? I don't. I I, right now, I would say if I had any observation about the Raptors over the last eighteen months, Jason, is I really don't know how to have any kind of sense for what they're what they're really up to or what they're doing. Their, the moves they made were okay, although they didn't work out because Porter was hurt for most of the year, or in fact, well, for all intents and purposes, the whole year. The team never, I think, came into its own this year. But what was surprising wasn't the moves they made. It was the moves that they didn't make many moves or any moves at critical times, except for the firing of Nick Nurse. And now here we are, uh, you know, a couple of months out from training camp, no coach. What are they going to do in free agency with uh, with Fred Van Fleet? What are they going to do with Pascal Siakam? What are they going to do with their existing lineup in terms of do they need to do a full rebuild and blow everything up? Or are they going to once again do like Azuri has done in the past and try to make key moves and get key pieces? The key piece, of course, having always been the signing of Kawhi Leonard on the big risk for the one year that paid off. But since then, not much has paid off. I really don't know what they're thinking for the for the head coach, and I don't really know what the head coach would be thinking with a lineup that's this unsettled at this point. So I really look at the Raptors are in a state of, of really difficult-to-read flux, and it remains to be seen what kind of team they're going to be next year. Are they going to be completely different, or are they going to be more of the same, just hoping a new coach can get the pieces to mold together better than Nick Nurse was this last year? Paul, one last one for you. The Stinger season's off and running. Uh, you know, I think your son, if he sees me, he might push me around because I made a couple of comments about him not being able to dunk. But that's water on the bridge. I apologize. So now we're, I think we're back on good terms. But what have you seen from the Stingers so far this season? Well, I think, I think we've seen from the Stingers what we've seen from a number of CEBL franchises in the early part of the season. The thing about the CEBL is it's a league that starts when you don't have all of your players available to your team because other leagues around the world literally are still finishing up their seasons. And in some cases, players ended their seasons with injury issues. So the Stingers have had a, 
have had several players not be able to either show up or play once they're here because of injuries. Now, here's what I've seen from the Singers. They lost the first game against Calgary shooting 10%, 3 for 30 from the 3. That isn't going to happen again, and it hasn't happened since. So they lose game one by three. Nice comeback in the uh, target score ending that is unique to the CBL. Game number two, 16-point lead going into the target score and somehow found a way to lose. Big disappointment, but for a young team, time to learn and go on. Then a nice win against Niagara. So I think they have a lot of really good pieces. Uh, Jordan Baker, as the rookie head coach, I think is you know learning uh, as he goes, but I think he's learning quickly, and he, he's got a great staff around him. The players that they have are solid, uh, solid players. They still are looking for a couple of uh, players they have on their roster uh, to step up, and maybe they're looking at making some changes as well. I, I really don't know. But so far, I think, uh, yeah, they're 1-2. and two. They should be 2-1. and one. They could even be easily 3-0. and oh. So they're right there. But it's a 20-game season. They're going to get better as time goes on. They've got a good plan. They've got a great, uh, a great coaching staff, I, and they're fun to watch. They work. They work like their coach played. They work really, really hard. So everybody who goes to the game is going to have a good time. Yeah, and the next one is Saturday, uh, June tenth. You can check that one out. That'd be a lot of yep. fun to check it out. So enjoy that game and enjoy Game Three of the NBA Finals. It should be a, an unreal uh, game with so many competitive players in it. it, it it's fun to watch them compete, isn't it, Jason? Because yeah. a lot of times yeah. the NBA, you don't see this kind of raw competition like you see between these two teams like these two teams really get after it they do and their leaders that love it they love to compete and i love to see it so a lot of fun paul thanks buddy enjoy uh game three my man i will you take care jason you too paul sir staple here on the station talking basketball Let's take a break here on the uh, Jason Gray Show. When we come back, we got some Papa John's pizza. We want to give it away. We want to just unload it. We want you to have it. Uh, it's so good. The butter chicken one. It's just delicious. It's well worth uh, getting some of that into the old tummy. Before we uh, do that, though, we'll have a sports update brought to you by the Edmonton Police Service. They're hiring a rewarding career with over 100 different roles. Discover your policing career. Visit newepsrecruits.ca. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 